It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. Know the name of oh, this man. Augustine Friar in Abbott. Uh, it's the the square thing, uh-huh. right? I the think pun, uh, pundit square is that what it's called? Pundit Pun- square, no, not yeah. pundit. Pundit's a different no. thing. I don't know. You're taking me back to like tenth grade biology. Yes. Oh goodness, I have no idea. This I'm not. That science part of my brain has been deleted. Who is it? It's time for Catholic Games, the show that helps you learn something about the faith while having some fun. And now, here's your host, me. Welcome to Catholic Games. I'm Kyle Hyman, and joining me today is the founder of Catholic Sprouts, Nancy Banzich. Hi. Yeah, founder's good. Founder, I mean, yeah, we'll take that. Uh, Sometimes people try to come up with like clever names, like, you know, (laughs) creative director. Oh, I know. The passionate soul. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Autistic. My husband works for a big company and his title's always changing. And I'm like, that sounds like someone is just trying to make you feel good about <laughs> right. yourself. You and meanwhile, like I have no idea what these titles mean. Like, I know. The executive producer. Like, what is that? Who? What, is, I know. what does that person do? I know. And founder makes it sound like I founded it and I don't like still do everything, you know, uh, like there's this army of people I've just founded and walked away, which is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I started it and I still do everything. So that's me. <laughs> so what's your elevator pitch for Catholic Sprouts? So Catholic Sprouts is a daily podcast for Catholic kids, and we try to make formation in the home as easy as possible. It's about a five-minute podcast, and our goal is to have parents and kids listen together so that we can all get a little dose of Catholicism without the stress. But the podcast, that's just part of the empire that is Catholic Sprouts. (laughs) You know, what's funny, I've been kicking around the online Catholic world for a while now. Uh And what is so interesting is when, you know, about three years ago, we had a big life event. We have five children. But at that point, five years ago, or not three years ago on Thanksgiving Day, we actually had a stillborn loss. Mm -hmm. So we, we were expecting a little baby and the baby came too soon. Anyway, uh, we named that baby Maximilian for St. Maximilian Colby. It's a whole story, but both my husband and I had a pretty profound Marian experience during this like pretty dark time. And I just really realized, I'm like, you know, online stuff, it's a lot of work. Sometimes it's emotionally taxing. If I'm going to do this, and I love doing it, but if I'm going to do this, then I want to do it with Mary. So I dedicated myself to praying a rosary for the ministry every day. And really just like, if this isn't good and fun and doing things, I'm going to walk away. And it's amazing when you do things like that, like the Holy Spirit's like, all right, let's, uh, let's go for a ride. And so it's really been that way. You know, we started this daily podcast. I did it really a hundred percent for my own kids. Cause I find teaching the faith amid the craziness of life hard uh-huh. to not lose my patience. Um, <laughs> and I also learned quickly that trying to teach through a liturgical craft is not my uh, ability. Thank level, you. You know, yes. Oh Lord. Liturgical crafts. Away. <laughs> that is, oh my. Uh, that is the thing. 
It's like it's at. like this ideal, you know, like oh, it's the feast uh, of Catherine of Siena, so let's make an Italian feast. And I mean, I'm like, no, right. let's learn about her for five minutes and then survive. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so we did that, and uh, through all of this, we've realized that you think you're ministering to children, but all ministries for Catholic children are really ministries for Catholic parents because the Lord made me the primary educator of five children's faith. It's become this quest, I suppose, to empower Catholic parents to learn with their children through the podcast, but then also our new project that my husband and I are really working hard on is called the Domestic Church Project Mm -hmm. because we got to learn and then we got to we got to get to work building those domestic churches. And I've been really frustrated as a parent myself that I felt like there was so much support and so much formation when it came to marriage. But then when it came to actually being a parent and raising saints, there was a lot of like talk about ideals, um, a lot of ideas, but there wasn't like training. And I know training doesn't sound very romantic, but I really wanted like a playbook, you know, like, Okay, sit, listen to this. This is how you actually authentically talk about the faith with your kids, even when they're four years old, even when they're nine years old and having, you know, an emotional meltdown. Like, these are the simple things, the power of a hug, you know, just the simple things. So we created something we needed. Very good. People can check it out, catholicsprouts.com. I want to talk about the app and a bunch of other things that you got going on, resources on the website. Before we do, though, I want to play a game. Are you ready for this? Oh, man. I'm nervous, but I'm ready. It's a game that I'm calling The Sprouts of Our Faith. (laughs) Yay! All right. So, Catholic Sprouts is the name of the website, the ministry, Mm -hmm. the movement, the enterprise taking over (laughs) the world. So, Mm -hmm. I have found different references to Sprouts, and you're just going to have to – we'll see how well you do. Uh, oh, man. No matter what, we're going to learn a little bit about uh, gardening maybe today. Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> I grew I, up on a farm. My okay. dad's a crop farmer, so that probably won't help me at I don't all. think it's going to help know. you at all. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go. Let's go. In Genesis chapter uh-huh. one, who said, let the earth sprout vegetation, every kind of plant that bears seed and every kind of fruit tree on earth that bears fruit with its seed in it. And so it happened. I'm going to go with God. That is correct. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, at least I got one right. Good, I can good. always hold on to that. You're on a roll. Yeah. Uh, you got a streak going. <laughs> in Mark chapter four. Jesus compares the kingdom of God to a seed sown in the ground, the smallest of all seeds on earth, but becomes the largest of plants and produces large branches so the birds can live in its shade. What plant is this? Is it, well, it's a mustard seed. Is that right? Okay, good. Is it a mustard plant? I think a mustard tree, maybe? Mustard tree. I don't (laughs) don't know. Uh, It is also in Matthew and Luke. So Matthew, Mark, Mm -hmm, Luke, mm -hmm. all talk about that tree from the smallest of seeds or plant, whatever it is. I would like to see a mustard tree. Is that where mustard comes from? I bet Google can hook us up. Yeah. I think mustard is crushed mustard seeds. Okay. Mixed with something. 
don't my know. mustard knowledge is really <laughs> lacking. I'm realizing. I'm Not something <laughs> I've ever uh, produced myself. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. Speaking of mustard seed, what does Jesus say is possible with faith the size of a mustard seed? Oh, is it move mountains? That is correct. Oh. I would oh. also accept tell a mulberry or sycamore tree to be uprooted oh. and planted in the sea and it would obey, uh, say to the mountain, move from here to there or be lifted into the sea. Depending on the gospel and depending on the translation, there's a couple different versions there. Nice. Lots. All right. Big stuff. So Mark 11 talks about this, but right before that passage, there's a tree that Jesus has cursed and it withers. Do you know what tree Jesus cursed? Is it a fig tree? It is a fig tree. Oh. Right. oh Do you know why he cursed it? I couldn't remember this until uh, I was reading about it. He was hungry. I don't. I don't. I don't think I can. <laughs> he was hungry, and there oh. weren't any figs on it because oh. it was not the time for figs. So he said, <laughs> "May no one ever eat of your fruit again." Oh man! He was hungry, and the figs were out of season. So he cursed the fig tree, and it withered. You know, I don't really care for figs, so that's crazy. That just sounds like a little petty. Yeah, it does. (laughs) I'm going to take it out on the tree, even though God's the one that designed it to behave that way, I guess. Weird. All right. All these little details. Uh, This isn't specifically a biblical reference. The seed Mm -hmm. of a peach is more Mm -hmm. commonly referred to as what? The pit. That is correct. Oh, good. I was looking up. I'm not sure what the difference between a pit and a seed is. And the more I read about it, the more confused I got. <laughs> Did you? I'm not. I'm not knowledgeable on that. To me, I'm like, well, pit's big. That's probably right, not the right. Right. Answer, that's a, all right. And and a nut. Like, where, where does that mm-hmm. fit in there? All right. Yeah. What kind of tree does Zacchaeus, the tax collector, climb to see Jesus, whom he couldn't see because Zacchaeus was so short? Is it a sycamore tree? It is a sycamore. Very good. Oh, man. You're 100% so far. Oh, man. It's a miracle. We're witnessing a miracle here. (laughs) Uh, Just, you can mark it down for my canonization someday. Yeah, that's right. I'll take credit for the miracle. Mm -hmm. In which book of the Bible could you read, quote, For a tree there is hope. If it is cut down, it will sprout again. Its tender shoots will not cease. Even though its root grow old in the earth, and its stump die in the dust, yet at the first whiff of water it sprouts and puts forth branches like a young plant. Oh, man. I didn't know this reference. I feel like it's a little obscure. If you need a hint, I can I think, provide a hint. Yes, I, I have no idea. The book of the so Bible that this comes from tells a story of somebody who endured great difficulties and I feel like the story of the tree is has hope because it can mm-hmm. come back again. So is it Daniel? No. No. Sorry. Job. Who is it? Job. Yeah. Daniel well, did have some difficulties yeah. as well. Yeah. Job. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Job chapter oh, 14. Nice. It does go on to say that people don't come back from the dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, the, the tree is a, can do a little bit more tricks. All right. What would you plant 
if you wanted to grow an oak tree? An acorn. That is correct. Nice. Ooh. I was trying to find other plants that have like seeds that aren't named after the plant itself. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I figured there had to be a list of that somewhere. Couldn't find any. Someone make that. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. acorn's the only one. <laughs> Everything else is just <laughs> straightforward. Mustard seed makes a mustard <laughs> plant. What Catholic is known as the father of genetics due to his work on pea plants and discovering laws of inheritance? He was crossbreeding plants to get desired plant height, pod shape and color, seed shape and color, flower position. Noted the name of oh, this man. Augustine Friar and Abbot. Uh, it's the the square thing, uh-huh. right? I the think pun, uh, pundit square is that what it's called? Pundit square, no, not yeah. pundit. Pundit's a different no. thing. I don't know. You're taking me back to like tenth grade biology. Yes. Oh goodness, I have no idea. This I'm not. That science part of my brain has been deleted. Who is it? Pundit square is what what it's called. But it was. Mm-hmm. It was Gregor Mendel. Oh, Mendel. Yes. Or Mendel. Yeah. Catholic. Cool. Catholic scientist and religious. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, this is our last question. In Mark chapter four, a sower went out to sow seeds. Mm-hmm. The first situation he puts forth is the path. It lands on the path and the birds eat it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Second situation is there's rocky ground, and when it grows, it shoots up, but then the sun scorches it because it doesn't have deep roots. Mm-hmm. There's a third situation that I'm going to skip temporarily, and the fourth situation is the rich soil, which produced fruit 30, 60, 100-fold. What choked out the sprouts in the third location? Isn't it like uh, like the enemy comes and sows weeds in among the seeds? Am I wrong? I, that might be a different. Oh, uh, maybe that's a different it, gospel. It might be a different gospel of the same story. I think you're. Oh. I think you're onto something. Oh man! Well, then that's that's my guess. That's wrong. I'll, What's I'll the right an, answer? I'll put an asterisk. You may, may okay. Uh, <laughs> thorns. Thorns. Yes. Hmm. Thorns choked out the sprouts in the third location. Uh, it ends with, I love this line, whoever has ears to hear ought to hear, mm-hmm. which I like to use that with my podcast. You know, whoever <laughs> has ears to hear ought to hear. Um, just a quick breakdown on this to make it a little, this show a little educational. So mm-hmm. Satan is, because then Jesus then breaks down the parable and explains it to him later. Mm-hmm. And so Satan is the birds that take away the seed. Uh, the rocky ground is those that convert and are enthusiastic kind of at first, mm-hmm. but they fall away when there's persecution coming or hard times. Uh, the thorns that choke out the sprouts are worldly anxiety, lure of riches, and craving for things. Mm. And then the rich soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. So, And they accept the trials and tribulations that come along with it, I suppose, as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, congratulations, well, Nancy. <laughs> you did very well. You, you oh, know your well. sprouts. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I clearly have a few things to study, so I'll get on that. <laughs> All right, so tell people about Catholic Sprouts, the app that is about to drop in the world, or is available now. Today, yeah, yeah. So uh, we had 
you know, all things lead back to Fort Wayne when it comes to Catholic <laughs> things. And this kind of unbeknownst to us, uh, I applied for the Catholic Innovators Challenge from OSV over mm-hmm. a year ago. And I didn't think much about it when I applied, which is kind of a hallmark of what I do. <laughs> but uh, then, you know, it turned into this whole accelerator program and they really were challenging us, like research and make sure that what you're offering the Catholic world will work is valuable, is meeting a need. So when we were really thinking about like, okay, we want to serve Catholic families. We hear from DREs like every single day that the problem are parents, you know, parents are dropping their kids off at CCD and checking out. Like, that's a problem. So how do we engage the hearts of parents? There's a lot of talk about the domestic church, but I think we all know that that means a lot more than streaming mass in mm-hmm. our living rooms. So we really, through the OSV Innovators Challenge, which praise be to God, we won. Um, we really felt like, okay, God is calling us to serve parents, to build domestic churches. And to do that, parents need, they don't need more ideas. They need an actual system, mm. you know, and a system that we do in our homes. Because I think parishes are really good at having missions or offering materials to learn about it. But I think, you know, we need like on the job training. We need things that we can consume at the speed of life, you know? So through the generous grant from OSV, we created an app. And the most important thing inside of the app is a six-week training program for families. And what it is, is there's a short audio lesson. We tried to, we worked really hard to keep the lessons like six minutes long because I'm a parent of five little kids and I get it. Uh, But our goal is that you sit down for dinner with your family five nights a week for six weeks. And you really like learn how to learn together, how to talk about the faith and how to do something. And all the research, what's so fascinating is all the research about like transmitting the faith to our children. The most valuable thing that we can do is simply talk about the faith with our kids. Like that's it talk about the faith, even if you don't know it very well, even if talking is like, wow, great question. Maybe we should catch father after mass and ask him that. Like that is the way that your kids will be Catholic. Not, Hmm. you know, knowing all of the summa and being able to break down the arguments. Like that's cool. If that's your desire, cool. But it's so much more valuable that you, you know, that you talk about it. And you learn together, even if you don't know anything, you can at least listen to a six-minute lesson together and then talk about it. So so anyway, so that's our mission. And we are on a mission in the next five years to build 100,000 domestic churches. Like this is our guiding mission. So we want to really empower, you know, whether you're a single mom, you're married to a non-Catholic, your kids are old, your kids are young, whatever, every home needs to be a domestic church. And that's overwhelming, but we really wanted to create a path for all parents to get there. That So we have this beautiful app. We have an incredible community around it to support it. Small groups for men, small groups for women, saint stories, all sorts of things. But the heart of it is just to support people in building their domestic churches. So we just opened enrollment today um, and we'll just be welcoming families in through the 6th 
then we're going to be closing the door and focusing on this cohort of parents, supporting them and loving them as much as we can because it's scary work and the spiritual attack is real when you stop talking about being a domestic church and you actually start being one. So um, we're going to bring as many homes into this reality as we can. And my husband, Bill, and I are not experts. Like we're definitely over here two steps forward, one step back every Uh day. So uh, we just have a real passion to walk with people, not to lead, literally just to walk with. Yeah. So it's such a cool thing. And you've got the podcast, you've got the website, there's resources, there's things that you can buy, there's things that you can read, all kinds of free stuff, Mm -hmm. but then the app. I'm really excited about this. So where's the best place to just catholicsprouts.com? Or so the best place is actually domesticchurchproject.com. That's where we will be. Project. You know, everything we do for kids is over at Catholic Sprouts, but with our renewed focus on the family, everything's at domesticchurchproject.com. So you can find out more about the app there as well. And if uh, anyone listening is involved with parish ministry or Catholic school ministry, we are having whole groups of parents from parishes or schools go through the training camp as well. So uh, just kind of, because you know you know how online is. Online's great. Online communities are good. But of course, in-person's always better. So we have places to support those in-person communities as well. And literally, like, I'm on a mission to build to, and I'm not doing any of the work, of course. It's the Holy Spirit. But I'm on the mission to help as many people build their domestic churches as possible. So we want no barriers in the way. Um, cool. and if anyone's listening and they're interested, you can email me directly at nancy at catholicsprouts.com. I really, no barriers. Let's build churches. Let's do it. Awesome. Catholicsprouts.com, domesticchurchproject.com. Check yep. it out. Check out the app. Uh, love what you're doing. Podcast is great. Listen to it with the kids. It's such a great resource. So thanks for all that you're doing. Keep up the great work. Thanks. This was fun. For more shows, check out kylehyman.com. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit. Mm